Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. That's the end of the show. I'm kidding. Oh, Welcome well. to the Makeshift Managers Podcast. <laughs> quick one this week, guys. Yeah. We we just don't want to talk about football anymore. We're kind of over it at this point. Oh, God, dude. It's been for for everything this season has been just another week down the hatch. The shit's just it's hard to deal with sometimes. <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, unless you're like us and blow out our, a divisional opponent, but... We'll get to the Chargers later. I guess we will, dude. Fucking. On a brighter note, how's your fantasy going? Ah, uh, there's. I'm I'm winning every matchup that I'm in this week. Sadly, one of them that I'm going to outscore everybody in the league is a third place bracket, so that fucks me up entirely. But I am in two semifinals this week, I believe. Where or I'm in one semifinal and then a quarterfinal, but I should win out both of those. And I. Uh, I'm pretty sure my bye week team is going to outscore everybody else in the league. So it didn't matter if I had the bye. My team just said, okay, dude, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, I'm in two semifinals. I need 10.6 from Gesicki and the Miami defense tonight to move on to the finals. And then in my other semifinals, I scored 65 points. So oh. we're done over there. <laughs> Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, Tyreek Hill, AJ Green, just a smorgasbord of guys who didn't want to score over like five points. It was, it was not fun. Hey dude, you know, having T Higgins in week 16, just it, it makes your heart pitter patter. I did have T Higgins and Joe Burrow on my semifinals. That I need to win tonight. So that's the only reason why I'm currently in it right now. <laughs> Cause yeah. I pivoted to Burrow last second. I was done starting Terry McLaurin. So T Higgins, if you're watching, this one's for you. I've been on the T train since took off. It's ever since it took off last year. I've been like T Higgins is my guy. He's one of those guys I probably will end up drafting until he's like a second round pick. And I'm like, nah, I'll just find the next dude. <laughs> it's okay. You take Jamar Chase. I'll take T Higgins. It's all about return on investment. And that's why T Higgins was a must draft for me. He was just perfect price, perfect spot, perfect dude. You know what else is perfect? The shave you get with the lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. That is right. Uh, we, the Makeshift Managers podcast, me, Devin. I say the podcast like there's multiple people. It's just me and Devin. <laughs> there's no there's no behind the scenes. This is behind the scenes. The weights <laughs> and, and such. Devin's Laker banner. My banner, yeah. Uh, Manscaped sent me and Devin the performance package um, from Manscaped. Uh, it comes with the lawnmower 4.0, the weed whacker, ball deodorant, ball, sp- uh, ball toner, uh, mats. It comes with a travel bag. It comes with it comes with a lot. And you know how you can get it cheaper? Like this. Using the code TMSM at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping worldwide. Um, the lawnmower 4.0, it's pretty great. Um, wireless charging, um, a great shave. You know, we can't show you per se. Uh, that'd be illegal. Um, I think Twitter would be very upset. Um, but me and Devin have had great experiences with it. Um, had great experience with the with the nose hair trimmer, those pesky nose hairs. If you're still pulling your nose hairs, stop it. Stop it right now. Stop hurting what yourself. Are you, what are you doing? If you're using the same shaver on your balls as you are your face, stop it. Stop it. No, nobody, 
your face doesn't belong there. Just I'm just I'm just saying. At least not on yourself. <laughs> but you can you can get stuff cheaper. Uh, we've had extremely great experiences for it. Have nothing but good things to say about the lawnmower 4.0, the weed whacker, the deodorant, the toner. It's it's all great stuff. So head on over to manscape.com. Put in the code TMSM, get 20% off and free shipping. Tell them we sent you. Nobody's asking anyways. It's okay. <laughs> now let's get to these games. Speaking of a close shave, the Titans beat the 49ers 20 to 17. Um, we both picked the Niners in this one. Uh, I'll just come out and say it. Jimmy lost this one for the Niners. Yeah, if we're going to be blunt about it. um, To be fair, Kyle Shanahan hasn't play called a good game in his career since uh, 28 to 3. I don't know what the fuck he does half of the time, personally. Uh, It's like he's afraid of leads. Um, Kyle Shanahan, while he is an offensive genius, quote unquote, I think we use the word genius for offensive minded head coaches far too much nowadays. Looking at you, Adam Gase, looking at you, Matt Nagy, not everybody has to be an offensive genius. They can just be a coach that you hired because, you know, you were tired of John Fox or I don't know. It's just overused. It's become like hyperbole to a certain extent. Yeah, no, the Niners should have won this game in terms of just if you look at the box score. They really were in control until the final two quarters. Never Tannehill and A.J. Brown said, hey, um, you know what would be fucking sweet? not losing another game because those guys behind us, the Colts are doing like 400 miles an hour, just waiting for us to slip up. Yeah. I don't think the box score really tells the full story. Um, The Niners were up. uh, I believe it was seven, nothing at the time. Jimmy threw a first and goal interception. Uh, Like I get Jimmy's not a terrible quarterback. Like he's not, you know, he's not Sam Darnold or Cam Newton or these guys we've been ragging on all season. He's a serviceable guy. But when you're a team that is dominated with the run with Wilson, Samuel, ev- anybody you basically want to, why are you throwing the ball on first and goal? And why are you trying to force it in there when you still have at least two more plays, maybe even three if you want to go for it? It just felt so wrong to me for Jimmy to try and make a play in that situation and throw a red zone pick. Like, I know you don't think a red zone pick 15 minutes into the game is going to matter in the end, but it's just things you can't, it's the little things that you can't do. You, they should be running the ball in that situation. Yeah. I think with this game, like, obviously Jimmy isn't terrible. The only thing he's guilty of being terrible about is being terribly average. He's never been some sort of like elite quarterback besides maybe that year in 2019 whenever the Niners went to the Super Bowl. But he was aided by an all-pro defense and literally one of the best run rushing attacks you've seen in the NFL over the last five years. Um, the Niners have a problem whenever it comes to their game plan and their scheme. Uh, they have they were on like a, a six-game winning streak or something like that coming into uh, this weekend. Something like that. And during that streak, George Kittle was on pace to be the most prolific tight end ever over like a four or five game stretch he got three receptions he, he actually had two receptions for 21 yards you know whenever you have a top five tight end in football i would assume you're going to use him as such and i'm pretty and whenever, sure those came in the first quarter like after yeah, that I, that was it either the titans said no you're not going to get it to him or they just stopped looking towards him like debo samuel had a great game but it didn't convert into touchdowns 
it's I, I just don't get why they went away from the thing that was really making them work over the last four or five weeks. And their offense stuttered, the offense stalled, Jimmy made mistakes, and the Titans took advantage. They are a banged up team, but next man up is basically the Titans MO this year. Their offensive line played formidably. Um, Jeremy McNichols, their entire ragtag bunch of uh, running backs did enough to get the job done. Donta Foreman had a touchdown, but McNichols and Hilliard paced the team in overall yards. And AJ yeah, Brown, you came got back. you got one playmaker back in AJ Brown, and it was all they needed. Well, the Niners have been starting Josh Norman for the better part of this year, so they were eventually going to get exposed in terms of their secondary. But it's it's just insane to me how he's the only guy you have to respect out there on the perimeter for the Titans, and they couldn't do anything to stop him. And if yeah. that's going to be the case for the Niners, they need to look out, especially over the last couple of weeks in this season. Because yes, they have the Texans next week. But as the Chargers are going to teach us later on in the show, it might not be a cool thing to have the Texans next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, Devin will explode later on that one. Um, I'm, not even, I'm, not, I'm not going to. It's not, worth, it's not worth my energy and effort to explode. Yeah, in the end, I feel like this was a game. I know both teams really need to win this game. As close as the whole playoff race is, the Niners needed to be 9-6, and six, not 8-7. and seven. And the Titans were losing their lead to the Colts in the division. So to get that game and they have that two-game sweep over the Colts, the mm-hmm. Titans are kind of sitting pretty at this point. Yep. Um, they get Miami next week, I think. So a tough task. But if A.J. Brown is going to do this again, then who cares? Um, but overall, I think it was a game the Niners should have won the way the game was going, and they kind of just let it get away from them. You feel like they took their gas... They took their foot off the gas pedal. That's the saying. Um, in the second, in the second half, when they were only really up ten nothing, and they should have been up more. So they they need to bounce back against Houston because once you hit that eighth loss, it gets it gets real spooky. Mm-hmm. Uh, now let's get to oh man, we're terrible podcasts. I hope everyone had a great holidays and a great Christmas um, <laughs> because we had Christmas games and we just had Christmas itself. So. Yeah, happy holidays, guys. Hopefully you got everything that you wanted out of the holiday this year. And if you didn't, there's always next year, right? Yeah, and if you got cash, go uh, spend it at manscaped.com, promo code TMSM. (laughs) Christmas Day games. The Packers beat the Browns 24-22. Baker Mayfield throws four, count them, four interceptions. Was he trying to get to his number? I I just I the Browns are another one of those teams where they're kind of in a situation where there's no good quarterbacks on the horizon and they kind of are iffy. Their whole fan base is iffy on their quarterback. Baker had a decent year last year to get into the playoffs and they almost took down the Chiefs. Um, but now they're seven and eight. Somehow still have a chance at their division, but eh. It's Odell's fault. Let's just put it bluntly. Odell Beckham Jr., if you're out there, they're looking for their, uh, you know, they're looking for their justice. Because, you know, Odell, Odell's had more touchdowns in the span since he's became a Ram than uh, Baker Mayfield's thrown touchdown passes. And if that's not the epitome of what's wrong with the Browns, then you can't explain it any other way. They lost by two points, and... Baker threw more interceptions than the difference in total game score. So this loss is on Baker Mayfield. Um, 
I can't even tell you who the head coach Stefanski. I almost called him Freddie Kitchens. The way that he's been coaching this team this year, <laughs> like it, it doesn't matter. Um, you have to look internally. Uh, the quarterback play sucks. Stefanski has regressed from last year. Uh, they have no perimeter players whatsoever. This offense is Nick Chubb and a bunch of guys named Donovan, I guess, or Richard. Like if you lined up the the uh, Browns receiving core aside from Jarvis Landry. You know what I would tell you? Nothing. I'd be like, I don't know any of these faces. There would be I've not never a seen these been before in my life. Exactly. There would not be a single person booked that day because there is nobody on that receiver uh, on that ledger in the receiving room that I am inspired by or even think as someone that I can consider dependable on a week to week basis. Nick Chubb was the leading receiver in terms of yards in this game off of three receptions. That's a problem. One of the biggest complaints people had about Nick Chubb going into this year was his lack of receiving work. So I get it. Baker and OBJ weren't connecting or clicking, but you'll have to do walk for absolutely nothing. And now you guys look even more stupid than you did prior. And I mean, look at, look at the Packers side. Mm -hmm. Devontae Adams went 10 for 114 and two touchdowns. The Browns don't have that kind of guy. Aaron Rodgers can just be like, uh, Devontae's down there somewhere. He, He can do that. And when he drops dimes, he can drop, you know, I'm not, Rodgers is definitely better than Baker, but Donovan Peoples-Jones had some really tough drops that could have put the game in a different, in a different light. But yeah, Baker doesn't really have weapons outside of his backfield. He doesn't have that two-headed, he hasn't had that two-headed monster for most of the year. If Chubb wasn't out, Kareem's out. If Kareem's in, Chubb has been out. Um, Yeah. Darius Johnson has filled in kind of well. Um, he's played well, but Shard Higgins, Austin Hooper, I, Donovan Peoples-Jones had one catch for five yards, and that's supposed to be the number two guy. I'll put it as simply as this. Alan Lazard would be the one on the Browns by a wide margin, and he's maybe the fourth option in that passing attack out in Green Bay. Whenever Cobb's healthy MVS is actually going, Lazard's maybe a three or four. So the front office for the Browns need to look in the mirror this offseason and either decide we want to contend and keep Baker and and assemble some form of talent on the outside. This is going to be a very deep uh, class at free agent. Devontae Adams is going to be off of the ledger for the Packers. So someone's going to sign him if it's not Green Bay. And if I'm Cleveland, if I believe in Baker, I'm getting him a weapon. And And if you you can't afford Devontae Adams – you got Michael Gallup. You got guys like Michael Gallup who are going Mike into free Williams. agency. Mike, Mike Williams. Williams. There are plenty of names on the market coming out this year. And if the Browns don't add any depth at wide receiver or even a top name guy, I don't know. Because the thing is, they're not going to move on from Baker right now. There's no way they can move on from Baker. I don't think his contract's really up. He's due for an extension soon, but hold on to him next year. Give him talent. See if he can produce. And if he doesn't, cut ties. Because I feel like if they were to move on from Baker after this season, it would just be setting them back. Well, whenever the uh, next best quarterback you've had over the last decade is Brandon Whedon, I don't blame you for holding on to Baker Mayfield. He was like, what, a 30-year-old uh, rookie True. quarterback? And then in terms of the Packers, they're the number one seed in the NFC. I don't foresee them. Let's see who they play. They play the Vikings and the Lions. They could lose to the Vikings. They did they earlier, won't. but yeah, when the one seed's on the line and they basically control their own destiny, they have to beat the Packers. They have to beat the Lions and the Vikings to seal the one seed. 
they're probably the one seed team. I don't know how many more times Aaron Rodgers' toe is going to get stepped on, but... At this rate, the Packers are the favorite for the Super Bowl in the NFC in my eyes. Um, Their biggest problem over the last couple of years was their rushing defense, and they were able to... Nick Chubb had a lot of yards, but it only equated to one touchdown, and they've they've really uh, capitalized on roster moves. They have, I forget his name, but they signed a corner. They cut a corner earlier this year who went on two different Razul Douglas. Razul Douglas has been the best corner in football over the last five weeks. He has been absolutely insane for the Packers in this stretch. And Jair Alexander is going to be back healthy. They're going to get Bakhtiari back. They still have Zedarius and Preston Smith on the edges. This is a defense that will be able to produce in the postseason, and they have an offense that is more tenured and more talented than most of their competition, especially whenever you look at the health being a big aspect of it. Tampa's banged up. The Niners can't stay healthy to save their lives, and Kyle Shanahan hates coaching the playoffs. The Rams are lucky to get – it's the tale of two Staffords. You throw him in cold weather, he's back in Detroit. He's playing in L.A. Congratulations, you have a brand-new guy. The Cardinals are coached by Cliff Kingsbury, so we won't get into that right now. But the Packers. Oh, have but the we will. The bowl. The next Christmas game is Colts Cardinals. The Colts beat the Cardinals twenty-two to twenty-six. Just as twenty-two to sixteen. Feel free to have your Cliff Kingsbury slander. Okay, so the Cardinals started out. Well, I'm just going to pull up the Arizona seven and zero. They started out seven and zero. Dear God. And then I believe they lost to the Packers after that in week eight. Seven and one, and now they're ten and five. So they've gone three and four in their last seven games, according to that. Cliff Kingsbury doesn't like having a winning record. It makes him nervous. Um, he's not a good he's not a good coach. Um, he came into the year with one of the most stacked rosters in football, and I didn't believe he'd be able to make it work. And he did, surprisingly. They signed J.J. Watt in the offseason. Congratulations for the six and a half games you get each year you have him on your roster. He is just what he is now. He's a bygone uh, superstar that gets paid too much to play too little. Sorry, J.J., it's just where your career has gone. Um, Their defense is underperforming. Their offense is banged the fuck up. They lost DeAndre Hopkins, and it looks like they've lost their heart and soul. They weren't really peppering Hopkins with the amount of usage you would see in the past, but he still was able to keep their offense high-powered enough because he kept the defense honest. But now they have the problem that A.J. Green and Christian Kirk have to actually produce on a weekend basis. And they're not DeAndre Hopkins. Because, yes, whenever you have Hopkins on the field, he's gonna he has a sort of gravity to him. He's almost like a Devontae Adams. He's going to get single cover, double cover. They're going to throw everything at DeAndre to stop him and slow him down. Whenever you're doing that, you're going to lose Zach Gertz, Christian Kirk, A.J. Green. And Kyler hasn't been the same since his ankle got tweaked uh, against the Packers that one week. And now that their roster isn't just head and shoulders above their competition, they're having to rely upon play calling that simply isn't there. Cliff Kingsbury is hampering this team by just not being that good of an NFL head coach. There's reasons why. He never had a winning record in college and why this is the first time he's ever going to have a shot at a winning record in the professional ranks. He had an amazing roster going into the year and he has a transcendent talent at quarterback in Kyler Murray. But I think they are farther away from the top of the NFC than the bottom of their division is away from them. So I think Seattle's closer to the Cardinals than the Cardinals are to the Packers. Yeah, the Cardinals have lost their division lead at this point. They've surrendered it to the Rams. Um, 
they they did their defense plays pretty well. Chandler Jones is a beast. I was watching that dude getting held on every play. Um, they held Jonathan Taylor fairly well. I think Taylor had a run for 43 yards, and then after that, they held him to about 65 for the rest of the game. Um, so they held down Jonathan Taylor for the most part. Uh, he didn't burn them with touchdowns or anything like that, but there was a safety. I believe the Colts had a special teams touchdown. Um, and yeah, the offense of the Cardinals just isn't firing all cylinders like we saw it earlier. They were without James Conner, but Chase Edmonds had a really good game. He went 16 carries, 56 yards, and a touchdown. He was the leading receiver, eight receptions for 71 yards. Um, Zach Ertz was right behind him with eight catches for 54 yards. But you talk about like the guys like A.J. Green, one catch for 33 yards. Christian Kirk, seven for 48. They're not even getting to 100. And Kyler Murray, four rushes for 74 yards. He almost got a touchdown. I believe he had like a 59-yard run or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Cardinals... The Cardinals are going to make the playoffs at this point. I think they're locked in, actually. Um, but but if they if it ended today, they're going to be playing the Bucks in the first round, and to sit here and say the Bucks are going to lose to the Cardinals is delusional. Yeah. If they were a first round knockout, you, you don't fire. I don't. I don't want to best season as a coach, but you got to figure it out the next year. Yeah. He's going to yeah. be on a he if, if they get bounced round one in the playoffs, it's going to be the it's going to be the entire Shanahan conversation we're having now, as opposed to Shanahan being talked about last year, because he got to a bowl and a Super Bowl earns you at least three years after the fact. Winning it gives you about five to six. Making the playoffs, you maybe get a year of layaway because the the cards are just not looking good. Well, because last year. The, the same thing kind of happened, right? They were playing really well throughout most of the season, and then Kyler was playing hurt, and they just kind of fell off and got knocked out of the playoffs. This year, they started 7-0 and put themselves in a good spot to, you know, let's see who their three wins are even against since they've lost. They beat the Niners. Um, they got smashed by the Panthers. They beat the Seahawks. They beat the Bears. This is all Colt McCoy or um, whoever backs up Colt McCoy when Colt McCoy was out, but... They were without Kyler for five weeks. Um, yep. They got beat up by the Rams on Monday Night Football. They lost to the Lions by a lot. And if that game doesn't tell you anything, I don't know what does. Like, the Lions are not a good football team. And to only put up 12 points against the Lions and let them put 30 down on you is ridiculous. Yep. Especially when they're without DeAndre Swift. Yeah, it's they are proving to be what I expected them to be earlier in the year is a team that can be had. They came out and they looked like the class of the NFC, but now they're just being classed by outclassed by the rest of the, of the uh, NFC. Because the problem is they are young, they are inexperienced and they have a coach that I just frankly don't believe in. There are teams that have better defenses better offenses, better coaching, and they're all above them now. The Rams have a better record. The Bucks have a better record. The Cowboys, and I think Mike McCarthy's an upgrade over Cliff Kingsbury at this point because at least Mike's To set something. the bar very low. Mike's actually won in the past, and yes, he had Aaron Rodgers, but it's not like Cliff Kingsbury's rolling with Colt McCoy every week. Yeah. Like, Mike McCarthy won a game with fucking Garrett Gilbert under center this year. Like, what are we talking about? Cooper Rush. 
Cooper Rush, Garrett Gilbert, Ben DiNucci, I really don't. It, do, it doesn't matter. The the testament or, or the sentiment remains the same. <laughs> it's the Cardinals are they are who we thought they were to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, talk about the Colts for a second. They are nine and six. They're in the playoff hunt. Um, they play the Raiders next week. I think Jonathan Taylor should shred the Raiders. Uh, I think the Colts are in a good spot, but I don't know if I love them as a team to move on after the first round. I guess it kind of depends who they got paired against. Um, maybe like the Bengals, but I don't know. They they have they have a great guy in Jonathan Taylor to pound the ball like kind of like the Tennessee Titans did with Derrick Henry, and they can win any given any given week with that kind of talent, but we'll see. Carson Wentz has been iffy. Carson Wentz is good. Um, he can't really outduel the top end of the uh, quarterbacks in the league, but he's good enough to be able to win you a game, and he's good enough for a couple touchdowns and a couple hundred yeah. yards. The way that the Colts make the playoffs is the way that they end up winning a game. It's they can play a very balanced game of football, and if they can get up on you early, they can pound the ball and run out that clock. Because while the Cardinals lost by six, the Colts got the lead pretty damn early, and they just didn't look back. They got a they they, they extended their lead to so one plus five to six points by halftime, and from that point on, they did not really let up. They held that six points until the clock hit zero. And the thing with them is they will grind the clock out. And Jonathan Taylor has some of the best endurance of any running back in football. So if you, he's going to wear you down to the point where he's going to break off a massive run like he did in New England. Yep. All right. Uh, The Falcons beat the Detroit Lions 20 to 16. Jared Goff didn't play, you know, Tim Boyle at quarterback. Falcons won their first home game of the year. Congratulations. Cordero Patterson's fallen off. Kyle Pitts had six receptions for 102 yards. So I believe he's uh, broke Tony Gonzalez's. He's second all time for first year receiving yards for a rookie at tight end behind Mike Ditka. He needs like 133 more to uh, break the all time. Probably going to happen. Because I think he just passed Heath Miller. Yeah, and they and he passed Tony Gonzalez in Atlanta, Atlanta history for receiving yards as a tight end, which kind of is crazy to know that Tony Gonzalez never reached a thousand yards with the Falcons. But tight ends were used so much differently back then. That's very fair. They're not like they are today. Um, There's not much to say about this game. I the Lions were working with Tim Boyle. They were without DeAndre Swift. They ran Jamal Williams, Craig Reynolds. You know, Amon Ross St. Brown, nine receptions, 91 yards, and a touchdown. That's great to see. Yep. Um, but a last second interception by Tim Boyle sealed the game. I really don't know what you expect me to say. The Falcons might finish the year 500, and I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's this is the worst seven and eight team I've seen play football in a long time. And honestly, if I were a Falcons fan, I just I can't help but be pissed. Because at least if you're a Wait, Lions because fan, it's not going to do anything. Pick. You're getting a top pick. If you're a Lions fan or if you're a fan of the Jags or something, you're getting a high-end pick, and your team's not good. But the Falcons, your team's not good, and you're going to be picking in the middle of the first round. You're in no man's land. 
and your quarterback's yeah. getting older, your defense still sucks, and now you have this tight end that's generational. But by the time that you're able to use him, he's going to be too old. Yeah. This window, I don't know when it money. opens. Exactly. Yeah, you're not going to get any of the value of this generational talent at the rookie deal because yep. you don't have anything to actually compete with. Um, the Rams beat the Vikings 30 to 23. Matt Stafford. I think somebody Matt Stafford. Him, somebody give him a pro- Snickers, Austin. It's bad. Three he's not him when he's hungry. He, I guess if he gets hungry, he starts playing like he's in Detroit or something because that man needed something. It's bad. The Rams won despite Matthew Stafford this week. Yeah. I mean, Cooper Cup, 10 receptions for 109 yards. Um, I think he's about 220 away from breaking Calvin Johnson's record. Something like that. Yeah. And with and with the Ravens next week, he could easily get 223 in that game and just break it in the 16-game slate. With 17 games to play, Cooper's probably going to break it at this point. He's getting yeah. 100 yards every game easily. Um, They're going to feed him, too. They're not he's gonna... just in so many different positions. I've seen him run out of the backfield. He's just used so much that it's hard to game plan against him because he's on so many different sides of the ball. Yep. Um, another game where Kirk Cousins is, you know, not bad. 315 yards, a touchdown, an interception. Um, Justin Jefferson, eight receptions, 116 yards. The Vikings have a defensive problem. I mean, being without Dalvin Cook sucks, but yeah, COVID is COVID. The Rams take over the lead in the NFC um, West. Yeah, and they're going to hold on division. to it. The Cardinals yeah, at this officially, point, they they have surrendered the division to the Rams. It would be absolutely insane if uh, if Lamar plays. The Ravens have a shot, I guess, but they don't have any secondary to try and slow down this Rams passing attack. But uh, fun fact, Justin Jefferson did pass uh, Odell Beckham Jr. for the most receiving yards in the first two years to start an NFL career ever all time. So, yeah, Jefferson's been absolutely transcendent for this uh, Vikings team and sucks that he's kind of stuck in this purgatory situation. Because if you look at the teams, look at the Vikings, they're in the same boat as a uh, Atlanta, but at least Minnesota's seven and eight and they have Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. Right, Atlanta's seven and eight, and they have Mike Davis and Russell Gage. It, yeah, they're not built the same. So Minnesota has questions to answer. They need an upgrade at quarterback, in my opinion, and they need to change who's coaching, regardless if, of who. If you believe is. that they need an upgrade at quarterback, I would say that out of all the teams that need an upgrade at quarterback, they are the. Why? Why not make a move for Russell Wilson if you're the Vikings? I'm not. I'm not saying I because I think Kirk's under contract for longer, so I don't think you can get rid of Kirk anyways. Let me see. So the Kirk Cousins deal was, I think, but I think if you were to take like we've been talking about Garoppolo and Mayfield and Hertz, and I'm not saying Hertz is bad, but we're just talking about all these different QB situations. I think Minnesota is like the best case scenario at the moment because they're they're more of a situation where Kirk is playing really well this year, but they just haven't their defense hasn't been able to win them games. Like, yeah, he had a bad game against Dallas and they should not have lost to Cooper rush, but Kurt's under contract next year. And that's it. So if I'm the so Vikings, Kirk plays next year, Kurt's the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings next season. 
and they will continue to be below average. Kirk Cousins is not a Super Bowl quarterback. Kirk Cousins is a worse Joe Flacco, to put it blunt. To put just put it bluntly, he's going to give you a lot of yards, give you some touchdowns, not really show up all the time, and that's just who he is. And until the Vikings get him out of house, it's who they're going to be. Yeah, maybe it's Aaron's fault, maybe it's Zimmer's fault, but he's fronting the blame because he's the quarterback, and he got paid guaranteed money. His entire contract has been paid to him, and it hasn't been worth it. It yeah. really hasn't. So yeah, because they get they make the playoffs last year. No, I don't believe so. It was two years ago they got shredded by the Niners yeah. in the in the divisional round. Yep. They beat uh the Saints in the wild card two years ago. That's right. That was the Cal uh, offensive pass interference game. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. The overtime touchdown. Okay. Yes. Uh, in terms of the Rams, they'll host a playoff game. Um, I think they can beat any of the wild card teams right now. Maybe the yeah. Niners would be their toughest uh, task. But other than that, I think they can beat uh, anybody put in their way in terms of um, wild card weekend. Uh, Jaguars and Jets. Jets win 26 21. Um, Zach Wilson, look, he had an insanely good run. Um, yep. Four carries for 91 yards and a touchdown, but that doesn't even... I can't remember his touchdown, how long it was, but he made a lot of moves and got in the end zone. That was really cool. Um, Michael Carter, six, 16 carries, 118 yards. I heard somebody call him the Storm and Mormon on Twitter. <laughs> oh, my God. No, yeah, Zach Wilson finally had a game where you look at the boxer and you're like, wow, he actually did something of impact this week. He didn't throw for a crap ton of yards. We only threw it 22 times, and they're... Team kind of showed up. They had a special teams touchdown uh, thanks to Braxton Berrios housing a kick return. Yep. This season from hell for the Jags officially probably hit the sixth or seventh layer. Um, they lost ETN before the year started. Carlos Hyde was getting snaps over James Conner. Uh, Urban Meyer James was Connor. Uh, not not James Conner. Carlos Hyde. Urban Meyer was uh, deep in thought. <laughs> James Robinson. Yeah, whatever his name is, James Robinson. That well, even at this point, the seventh layer of hell, James Robinson's done for your, done for the year with a torn Achilles. This maybe is, even next year. Yeah, it's it's a very late season torn Achilles. Like Marlon Mack didn't play any snaps last year, or he's barely played any snaps this year, and he's coming off an Achilles he suffered in week one. So they are now without James Robinson. Um, their leading rusher is gonna be somebody, whether it's uh Dare Ogunbowale. Uh, uh, who had 17 carries this game. Good for him. But it's bad. Sharks done for the year. They lost Jamal Agnew. Anything that can give a Jags fan hope doesn't exist besides Trevor Lawrence. You know, I so, heard Urban Myers looking for a head coaching job. I heard, I actually heard Urban Myers actually in deep negotiations with uh, Applebee's and Chili's. He's making them outbid to see who's, who's going to get his rights to be a spokesperson. Like those Subway commercials, it'll be a, who do you want holding down the jukebox? And it's just Urban Meyer leaning against it. Uh, But no, yeah, it's bad for the Jags. Uh, This is officially bedrock. They've hit rock bottom. The Jags are by far the worst team in football. And I can safely say that. Take your uh, your top pick and get somebody good. 
See you later. You're going to need a lot more top picks. So enjoy this one and try and keep stacking. Hey, with that Lions tie, I'm pretty sure they currently have the number one pick because they're 2-13 no, they and 13 and the Lions are 2-12-1. and one. Yep. Well, the Lions relinquished the first pick last week after they beat the Cardinals. The True. Jets are, the Jags are in the driver's seat. And luckily for the Jets, it doesn't matter how many games they win or lose because Seattle keep fuck the Seattle keeps fucking it up. So yeah. we're gonna have a scenario where the Eagles, Giants, and the Jets might have two picks in the top ten each in the first round. Each, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I really like what I saw from the Jets. Um, they're a four win team so far, which is kind of where we put them at. We put them around two to four. Um, I think. Let's see. Two losses puts him at four and thirteen. I think that's acceptable for Robert Sala and what he was given. Yep. Um, they have. They were over. They were what? They were what? A two-win team last year. Yeah, and the thing is, if they had Michael Carter for the entire year, and they had Corey Davis for the entire year, and they had Quinn Williams and Elijah Moore, and they had all their pieces this entire year, I think they possibly could have been pushing for six wins. This is a and there's- decently talented roster. And there's really not a lot of games where they've gotten absolutely annihilated. Like and they were if missing you look Zach at, Wilson for like multiple games. This team so hasn't say, been full. They lost to the Panthers by five. Okay. Yeah. They lost to the Patriots by 19. Okay. They lost to the Broncos by 26. Okay. Go out and beat the Titans. They lose to the Falcons by a touchdown. They get slaughtered by the Patriots. So no big surprise that, you know, Bill Belichick slaughters them. They go out and beat the Bengals. They have to throw out Josh Johnson against the Colts and almost pull off a comeback. They lose 45 to 30. Um, they get beat up by the Bills. They play a close game with the with the Dolphins. They beat the Texans. They play decently with the Eagles. They got beat up by the Saints. Close loss to the Dolphins. And then they beat the they beat the Jaguars. They're gonna get annihilated next week by the Bucks and probably the week after by the Bills, but Hey, four wins as a Jets fan, and you've kind of been in most of your games this year. I'll take it. So I'm going to put it as bluntly as possible. So under current construction, so Cardinals, their record right now, Texans, Niners, Panthers, Seahawks, Bears. What are you doing? The Jets have as many wins against playoff teams this season than the Arizona Cardinals do. There you go. And that's barring if the Niners make the playoffs. That's that. That's my point with the New York Jets. They weren't supposed to be insane this year, but four wins so far this year with all that they've had to deal with, I'm going to take it. That's a bright spot. And sure, Zach Wilson hasn't really looked the part all year, but he's been hurt for most of it. So yeah. congrats to Robert out there, and I think they've done a really good job with this team. Uh, moving on, Eagles beat First the Giants. Eagles beat the Giants 34 to 10. Mike Glenn throws for 93 yards. Jake Fromm throws for 25. Hey, the two headed monster nobody asked for. The two necked monster. uh, It's like the the meme in in case of emergency break glass. Then it's a picture of Jake Fromm. Oh shit, please don't. And it's another picture (laughs) of Jake Fromm. You have to. You have nothing else. It's like, oh, fuck it. Like literally, the Giants are done. They are so bad. Um, if I'm giving the Jets a pass for their season from hell in terms of injuries, the Giants get that same pass. Um, Sterling Shepard pop, popped his Achilles this week. He's done for the year. 
non-contact play. It sucks to see it. He's been hurt all year off and on. Saquon's getting two yards of carry. He had the Rex Burkhead performance this week in terms of just 15 <laughs> carries, not a whole lot of yards. There's no offensive line. There's no consistency in the receiving core besides Kenny Galladay for three receptions for less than 10 yards a catch. Their money's wrapped up in some shit that I don't get. Um, and they still don't have any answers in terms of the Daniel Jones stuff. So another wasted year for this Giants core, and they're going to have to run it back and see what they got next year. But it's just how many more years can you do this without, I don't know, being – it's just really tough. It's very, very tough for Giants fans in general because you have to you, you have to know what you have before you let go of it. But with the yeah. way that things are going, they don't there, – there's no way to actually – determine what you have. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles at eight and seven now are in a playoff spot. It'd be hilarious if they play the Cowboys um, and then beat the Cowboys. I would be That'd very be, sad. But... I would laugh my ass off. Chargers Me too, playoffs but I would I, only I, have to yeah, laugh because talk. if I, if I don't laugh, I'll cry. That's um, fair. That's fair. Jalen Hurts threw for 199 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Boston Scott ran in for a touchdown. Miles Sanders continues to not have any touchdowns. Um, Miles Sanders might have broken his hand in this game, which is not good for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. It's great for Jordan Howard, but Devonta Smith had a good game. Quez Watkins sighting. Goddard was really quiet, which surprised me. Um their defense has been playing well. Uh, Darius Slay had more touchdowns than the Detroit Lions for like a three-week stretch this year. They're a fun team to a certain extent. I like a lot of the players on this uh, Eagles offense. Jalen Hurts is that dude, and if they don't want to keep him around, there's plenty of teams that are going to want to pay him just based 100%, on, on talent. 100%. Like if, 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 if you told Cleveland, like, hey – like if if Philadelphia called Cleveland and asked for a package and they were offering Jalen Hurts, Cleveland takes that package. You give Jalen Hurts offensive weapons, it's it's gonna work out eventually. Yep. Like, yes. I, I think Jalen Hurts might turn out to be like a Dak Prescott in terms of like the grand scheme of how his career pans out. Like, yes, Jalen had a better college career, but they have similar their their games are similarly molded in terms of they can run, they can pass a little bit, and Dak's always been improving in that passing function of his game. He didn't just come in as this strong-armed pocket passer. He didn't have the Herbert effect initially in Dallas. He had a great team, and he won games, and Zeke helped him out a lot. If you get Jalen Hurts, somebody like Nick Chubb, I think he can actually develop into somebody more like a Dak Prescott. Because this offense without him is nothing. Essentially, he doesn't have he's he's effectively their running back half of the time. Like this week, he didn't have to run, but he's almost like Josh Allen some weeks with how inconsistent their running back plays can be. All right. Um, Bills beat the Patriots 33 to 21 um, in a game that the wind isn't blowing 50 miles an hour. I told you. Josh Allen came out to play 314 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Devin Singletary, 12 carries for 39 yards and a touchdown, but he added on five receptions for 39 yards. Isaiah McKenzie, 11 receptions, 125 yards and a touchdown. Gabriel you want to shut down Stephon. Yeah, they shut down Stephon Diggs. They ended up really not shutting down Stephon Diggs, but they try to shut down Stephon Diggs, and Isaiah McKenzie burns the hell out of him. 
Well, even on a lot of those plays that Isaiah McKenzie, like the, the touchdown McKenzie caught, Josh Allen just escaped. He broke the pocket, and then he just kind of said, okay, fucking somebody cut to the back of the end zone, and McKenzie did it, and he was able to just yeah. laser it in there. This Patriots team overachieved in the front half of the year. Um, Mac Jones, again, looked human, threw two picks. Damian Harris, dear God, he had a huge week this week. But if Mac Jones is turning the ball over, this Patriots team is mortal. They are yep. very, very liable to get beat any given week because they're rocking a rookie quarterback and they have no star wide receiver talent. They do have, well, yeah, we've, players. we've talked about it for weeks how Mac Jones isn't really going to lose his games because he doesn't turn the ball over. But last two weeks, he's been yeah, turning it over. Yeah, games like these, when he turns the ball over, the Patriots can't sustain. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And Buffalo always had control of this game and it was never in question the first quarter happened they had a seven point lead patriots scored and the patriots matched and they then the bills put up 10 straight points and then they lost three seven in the uh third quarter and then the fourth quarter they decided this isn't going to get any closer and they put their foot on their neck they decided this is that this is the division and the Bills should win the AFC East as long as there's no more funny business on their schedule. Yeah, albeit the how inconsistent the Bills have been. I think they're the rightful owner of the AFC East division title. Um they play, let's see who they play the next two weeks. They play the Falcons and the Jets. So yeah. Two games Congrats that they shouldn't the, drop. Congrats to the AFC East champion, Buffalo Bills. All right, um, Ravens and Bengals. Bengals 41, Ravens 21. Let's get to Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, 37 for 46, 525 yards and four touchdowns. Thank you, Joe Burrow, for helping me possibly get to the finals. Um, we They've been saying it for weeks, how destroyed the Ravens are in terms of IR and COVID. They don't have a secondary. I believe they even lost... Um, I don't know his first name, but Averett is one of their cornerbacks, and he took a bad knee to the ribs, so he was out in the first quarter. So whatever they were already throwing out was getting knocked out. T. Higgins, 12 receptions, 194 yards, and two touchdowns. Thank you, T. Higgins, for possibly getting me to the finals. Jamar Chase had... T. Higgins was the 33rd overall pick in the uh, 2020 NFL draft. He is the best receiver from the 2020 NFL draft out of Anybody taken. C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs doesn't matter anymore because everyone knows what happened. I'll take I'll take T over any of those dudes the way that he has played this year. You can't give me somebody out of that draft class that has performed better than T. Higgins. Didn't Justin Jefferson go in the 2020 draft? Shit, you're right. Okay, he's the second best I was about this. I was like, draft. wait a minute. <laughs> you are right. I Sorry, I, I I was doing my best uh, Philadelphia Eagles draft room impression because they forgot he was even alive whenever they selected Jalen Rager ahead of him. So T. Higgins is the second best receiver out of his draft class. But any other given year, T. Higgins is the best dude to come out of his class. Because oh, the only that person that, yeah. I, I wanted to let you go for a second, but I was just sitting here like, Pretty sure Justin Jefferson in that draft. 2020. You're right, but T. Higgins has been absolutely insane his first two years in the league. And everybody 100%. had questions about this offense and if there was the volume there to supply Jamar Chase and T. Higgins in this offense. Fun fact, the Bengals are the first. So the combination of Burrow, Mixon, 
Higgins and Chase is the first time in NFL history a team has had a 4,000-yard passer, 1,000-yard rusher, and 2,000-yard receivers all under the age of 25. The AFC North might be the Bengals for a long time. And they've turned around quick. Yep. I, Two I years apologize. ago, they had the number one pick, and they took Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow lost his leg last year, and he's back, and they're at 9-6 and six and in control of their own destiny. I wanted to, I want to just apologize to two individuals, Justin Jefferson. I'm sorry that I forgot about your existence for a second. And Zach Taylor. Um, I thought he was garbage going into this year and he hadn't done a whole lot, but to be fair, he didn't have a whole lot. And you're kind of off my shit list, buddy. Cliff, you're still there. Mike and Matt, don't worry. You're going nowhere, but Zach Taylor, kudos to him. He's really figured it out with this offense. And yes, he has talent, but this Bengals team, while they have lost some really stupid games, I'm looking at you, New York Jets. They have been able to figure it out this year. And with obviously the Ravens are down because they're so hurt. But the Steelers aren't going to get better for a while, and the Browns suck. So the funniest part is if the Bengals uh, lose this week and the Browns win this week, the following week is for the division. So yeah. as bad as the Browns have been, we could be talking – in the next two weeks about the Cleveland Browns winning the AFC North. And then we, you know, going on to the Ravens for a second, Josh Johnson didn't play bad. 28 for 40, 304 yards, two touchdowns and a pick for a guy who didn't know he was going to start until Saturday. Yeah. Didn't play that bad. And you know, it's not his fault. The defense got absolutely shredded, but the defense isn't there. And I thought it was kind of interesting how, I believe they were up like 30, 34 to 21, and they had like eight straight pass plays for another touchdown. I was like, they're just fucking cooking them. You play to win the game, dude. I don't give a shit. You're all professional hey, athletes. make a statement against those division rivals. If you don't like somebody passing on you, fucking stop them maybe. I don't know. Like, it's the name of the game is to like score more points than the other team. And so if they're trying to score more points on top of the points they've already scored, stop them if you don't like it stop them same thing in any sport oh you don't like yeah. the fact that this dude just dropped 80 on your team defend him oh wow you don't like he just hit that ball 500 yards and looked at it for 10 seconds pitch better it, it's it's your fault you did this to yourselves the only people that are accountable are the defenders if you don't like it make a change but yeah Bengals showed out speaking of showing out um chargers might have just shown themselves out of the playoffs because man I, I'm not going to give them a pass. They had 13 players missing due to COVID protocols. That's Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Derwin. Derwin wasn't COVID, but he was out. Um, already said Joey Bosa. So it's Joey, Eckler, Williams, Derwin James. Those are four of our most important players any given week. We were also down Guyton. Uh, I believe we were down some of our linebackers. Our team was decimated by COVID this week, and it fucking showed. Uh, we got punched in the mouth by Houston, and we never recovered. We allowed 24 points in the fourth quarter to this Houston Texans team. There's no excuse. We suck. Rex Burkhead, former Los Angeles Charger, San Diego Charger, Rex Burkhead, stole our soul. I think he listened to the podcast because I was like, you can give him 50 carries. It'll only be 100 yards. It only took him 20 this week to get to 150. Had two scores. <laughs> Chris Connolly came back from the dead. Uh, Brevin Jordan, welcome to the podcast. Never heard of you. Philip Dorsett sighting. 
it's it's really shitty that the team that I root for did so little in a game that we needed so much more. And if the Chargers miss the playoffs, this is the week I'm going to point to because the Chargers have a problem with playing down to competition and not winning games they should win. Because, yes, you can point to losing in L.A. to the Chiefs because we didn't go for field goals, but this is the inexcusable part. This is just a team not showing up to play a team that realistically shouldn't win more than three games this year. So if you're on the outside looking in, come playoff time, uh, MJ, if you ever listen to this, it's your fault. It's, it's Houston's fault. It's yeah, Chargers Michael fault. Jordan. No, <laughs> it's all Michael Jordan's fault. But no, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be real interesting to see how the rest of the season goes. But the Chargers officially are not in control of their destiny, and they need somebody to fall out of the playoff race. Yeah, in the end, in terms of sports, the other team doesn't give a shit how beat up you are. Yep. It's as simple as that. The other team doesn't fucking care. Rex Burkhead sure as hell didn't give a fuck. Um, it, it's a game you got to win. It's a game where Herbert can't throw two picks. It's it, it's a game where kind of Herbert needed to be perfect, and those two picks, I believe one of them was a pick six. Um, those kind of things can't happen. Like I get it, you're down Eckler, but Justin Jackson uh, had a really good game. Um, Keenan Allen only had four catches for 35 yards. So Rex Rex Burke had accounted for almost half of his yards on the year in this game alone. And I made a mistake. I was thinking of Danny Woodhead, AKA former chargers legend, Danny Woodhead, not Rex Burkhead. He played in Cincy in new England before he found his way to uh, Houston. It, it just, it just can't happen. Our rushing defense has been terrible, but it's been, pal- it's been palatable. Cause you know, Najee Harris, uh, Joe Mixon, those types have been able to kind of beat us up. Whenever Rex Burkhead's breaking our backs, you can't, you, you, you can't justify it. It's just, it, it shouldn't happen. Quick, uh, quick check for me. Mike Gasecki does not have COVID, so he's playing tonight. So we're good to go. Woo. <laughs> Just checking twenty minutes before the game. I don't need Gasecki testing positive, so I can lose this semifinals matchup. I'm sorry, right. league. So that's good. Um, moving on. Bucks beat the Panthers thirty-two to six. Cam Newton, Sam Darnold went back and forth with each other. Who can suck more? Me? No, you. Um. I think the biggest question we've we've shit on Darnold and we've shit on Newton for weeks now. Is it time for Matt Rule to go? Yeah, fire the dude. I I'm tired of talking this man's name into the microphone week in and week out. Like you fired your offensive coordinator and now you're taking responsibility for the offense. Why the fuck is Cam Newton's? Why are Cam Newton and Sam Darnold your leading rushers? They had more yards than Chuba Hubbard. Reggie Bonifon and Amir Abdullah. Oh. That is inexcusable. Oh. That's that's not just a bad team. That's bad game planning. That's bad look, game script. That's look, everything. man, the Bills can get away sometimes with Josh Allen being the leading rusher. You are not the Buffalo Bills. Back I old. don't want to live in a world where she, Smith, is the leading receiver on a team that features DJ Moore. What is happening? Robbie Anderson had more yards than DJ Moore. DJ Moore is on the same talent plane as guys like Calvin Ridley but you'd be hard pressed to try and convince anybody because the way that they use him in this offense is completely asinine. You've had no hope since Christian McCaffrey left for the season because you put him on the IR for the second time and killed many fantasy seasons. It's a gross malpractice of resources. It's a gross malpractice of a front office. I think they should just sell the team. 
If you own the Carolina Panthers and you're listening to this podcast, which I'm sure you never will, sell the team. What do you have to lose? You will gain billions of dollars, and you don't have to worry about how bad this team is. I've got $40 in my wallet right now. And that is card. a steal for how bad they've been playing this year. Matt Rule has four weeks to prove it to me next year. And if that's not the case, he's gone. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the first coach fired next year because Zimmer's gone after the season. Uh, Nagy's gone after this season. He's number one on the list for me moving forward. Speaking of Matt Nagy, the Bears beat the Seahawks 25-24. Big Dick Nick is back for some reason. Um, Nick Foles, 24 for 35, 250 and a touchdown. Russell Wilson, 16 for 27, 181 and a touchdown. Rashad Penny, 17 carries, 135 yards and a touchdown. Um, really confusing fantasy owners, um, for sure, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the biggest thing here is that the Bears went for two instead of one in tying it, and they got it on an insane catch by... Um, Fucking Nick Foles to Jimmy Graham, man. I thought it was 2013. Jimmy Graham got the touchdown, and Demir Bird oh. made a sick two-point conversion catch to seal it. Um Look, Matt Nagy doesn't have shit to lose. If he went for two there and didn't get it, everyone was going to be saying fire Nagy. That's okay. They've already been saying that anyway. So Matt, yeah. you can say Matt Nagy has big balls, but he doesn't really have anything to lose in that situation anyways. If he loses the game, whatever. If he wins the game, he looks cool, but he's still getting fired. They should both be fired. Uh, Pete Carroll's gone. Matt Nagy's gone. Um, I don't get how DK Metcalf had a touchdown on a reception in the first like five seconds of the game. And he finishes the game with two receptions. Make it make sense. I don't know if it's he doesn't attend Russell's Bible study or some shit. But what the fuck are we doing here? Um, DJ Dallas had more receptions than Tyler Lockett. Gerald Everett loved the team in receiving yards. I don't want to live in this reality. And if you're a Seahawks fan, I'm so sorry. Because why do you? Why do you pay players to just be out there and exist? Like Gerald Everett isn't supposed to like. There's there's a branch reality where Gerald Everett never makes this roster because there was a guy named Will Disley that took over the fantasy world like two years ago and blew his knee to absolute shit. Like, this Seahawks team makes no sense whatsoever, and I cannot stand it. I'm tired of talking about them. I'm also tired of talking about the Bears because it's just gross and it's ugly. Montgomery had 20 carries for like less than 50 yards. He had the Rex Burkhead game of the week. Luckily found the end zone, but what he loved the team in receiving yards. I don't up is down, left is right with these two teams. Nothing makes sense. Allen Robinson hasn't been seen in five weeks. I don't know if he's okay. He's probably somewhere trying to relax, praying to God they don't tag him again. But God, this these teams are just bad. Shout out like, to our to our friends, uh, our local Bears fan Justin Bruni and our Seattle Seahawks fan Britt Sanders. We feel for both of you. Oh my gosh! At, at least the char- at least as a Chargers fan, I'm always let down because they always figure out some way to fuck it up. But these are two franchises that at least have Super Bowls in the past, and you know Rex Grossman brought them to a bowl, and you know the Seahawks had a chance at back to back Super Bowls or something, something of the like. It's it's just fucking insane to me how far these teams have fallen and how it, the writing's on the wall. Just rip rip the band aid, just rip it. I it infuriates me to no degree. All right, let's move on. Uh, Drew Locke isn't good. 
it wasn't his fault. For once, I'm going to tell you this. Drew Locke didn't play terribly. It's not his fault Jerry, Judy, and the freaking uh, ragtag bunch of receivers they have out in Denver can't catch passes. Judy was dropping the ball. Patrick was dropping the ball. I just think they sold because I don't want Drew Locke there next year. Like, It is a sound strategy. Like, he didn't throw a pick. He went 15 for 22. Like, he was respectable. He did all that he could. Yeah, these teams are really good. They both um, suck, and the Broncos are officially eliminated from playoff contention, in my eyes. And yeah. the Raiders actually sneak in. Good old Foster Moreau, the leading receiver for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Oak Vegas Las Raiders. I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch a single minute of this game. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't even know they played. Well, you look at the box score, nobody really played besides, like, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs ran the ball down the field 98 yards, and then Peyton Barber got the touchdown. Melvin Gordon had seven carries for negative four yards. The writing's on the wall, dude, free Javante. Next year. Uh, It's it's two very, very damaged teams in in a stick fight, essentially. They were throwing rocks for four quarters, and... Daniel Carlson said, my leg, big as shit. Get on my back. That, that That's what the Raiders have been for me for the last, like, six weeks. It's just Daniel Carlson saying, let me kick this shit. And they're like, fuck it. Daniel's ready. And just boom, through the uprights. Beat the Cowboys that way. They beat they, they beat everybody that way, it seems. They're just kicking the shit out of field goals. It is, it is the Raider way to employ the best punter and the best uh, kicker imaginable. It, that is the Raiders' way. If they don't have the best punter and the best kicker in the league, then something's wrong. Yep. It's just, it's just all I've known. Kirkland Brand, uh, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, had a touchdown this week. Uh, Derek Carr's only touchdown pass went to uh, his little friend, Hunter Renfro. So, you know, the L.A. connection light helps the Raiders win the game. Glad we don't have to talk about these guys again because I don't want to watch them play again until next year. Um, they're just okay, not. Let's talk about the Steelers. Deontay Johnson, thank you for scoring a touchdown and uh, <laughs> and uh, saving my ass in one of my fantasy leagues. Because if you put up an absolute stinker like that, I would have had to bench you next week. Granted, T. Higgins was starting opposite of him, so it didn't matter that much. Whenever Mason Rudolph has to take snaps in an NFL game, something went bad. Either somebody died on the field or got injured, or you're getting your shit clapped. And in this case, the uh, the Chiefs grabbed them by the throat and held them against the wall for four quarters and walked out. It was a old-fashioned mugging. They beat the shit out of these dudes. Pretty sure Mahomes didn't play in the fourth quarter. Nope. Um, CEH finally got a touchdown out of that backfield. Whenever it comes to uh, touchdowns, they always say, hey, CEH, go ahead and get all the yards. Hey, Derek, get in here and punch it in. Or, hey, Daryl, here's a pass. Punch it in. Byron Pringle. Um doesn't have the mustache of the dude on the can, but he had a touch. He had two touchdowns, so I guess he can this week. Um, he's an absolute monster. Uh, so Tyreek in the Hills had a fun day. Tyreek didn't do much, but two know, catches Byron, for 19 yards. But he unleashed two of his disciples to wreak havoc. Nicole <laughs> Arvin and Byron Pringle. Yeah, but it's Tyreek. Tyreek Hill Hills two and Tyreek Hill three. Yeah, thing one, thing two, and then you have Tyreek. Uh, it's. It's scary whenever Byron Pringle and uh, Mikkel Hardman can beat you because 
in the playoffs, if you're letting them beat you, the Chiefs are unbeatable because then you still have to contend with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. The Chiefs look Travis really Kelsey good. Travis Kelsey didn't even play this game. Exactly, and it didn't matter. Steelers are bad right now. They're really banged up. Their defense hasn't been playing like their defense for a long time. One of the worst uh, defenses Tomlin, in the league. Mike Tomlin can still finish the 500, 500 record, which is surprising. Everybody was like, or an above 500 record because he's never finished below 500. That one bot, that one tie might actually save him from a losing record, which is funny as hell to me. But yeah, Deontay Johnson, thank you for the touchdown. Uh, Chase Claypool didn't get a ta- taunting penalty this week. It was rare and McLeod who, who took the honors from him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Tony Romo talked about it a lot when the Chiefs are kind of doing this running downhill kind of thing. They're a tough team to beat when their defense stands tall like this. They're a tough team to beat. And yep. you don't even have to talk about Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey. When when these three guys aren't being talked about too much, you're in trouble. It's a problem. So I heard something through the grapevine, Austin. I don't um, even live near a grapevine. Well, there's a grape bush down the street at my house. So l- oh, okay. humor me. Humor me. I heard that they want Dallas, Austin. Oh. Oh, oh we're talking about... we beat the shit out of the Washington football team. You guys didn't just beat the shit out of them. Oh God. We beat the hell out of the football team. We had football team players fighting themselves on national television. Oh man. What do you want me to say? The I'm not even mad. I'm just fired up. Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper was complaining about the offense. Are you complaining now, Amari? Are you complaining now? Look, I get it. I'm not going to sit here and be like, we beat a Super Bowl contending team. Our division is bad. Yes, it's the division we were given. We're going to beat the shit out of the teams who are bad. Plain and simple, except for the the Broncos. Anyways. Redacted. Redacted. Um. Dak looked like Dak. He only had missed one pass in the first half, I think. 28 for 39, 333 yards, four touchdowns. Didn't play most of the second half. Um, Even Cooper Rush threw a touchdown because Malik Turner decided to run forward, backward, left, right, up, down, all the way to. Um, Look, I get it. Washington's completely ravaged by COVID and injuries. But like I I said earlier, the other team doesn't give a shit whether you're hurt or you're healthy. That was evident this week. Mike McCarthy said, gave him the thumbs down. It's like, it was ugly. I didn't watch a single snap of this game, but I knew it was over as soon as I got the notification, Dak Prescott to Ezekiel Elliott touchdown. I'm like, oh shit, it's starting early. Um, and look, you want to you wanna bring your own benches of the game? Good, go and sit on them. The thing is, this game probably did less to benefit you moving forward than it could have if you guys play if Washington played better, I think you guys are better off next year. Cause Washington can't continue with Taylor Heineke after this. No. His window's officially gone. Yeah. If he finished yeah. out the year playing some consistent football, I think that would have kind of kind of tied their hands a bit because t- Taylor's playing good football. You're not just gonna give up on him for somebody else whenever you know what you have in him. But look, the writing's on the wall and Taylor's not a starting. Taylor Heineke was a good feel good story of he played really well against the Bucks in Wildcard Weekend. 
or was it divisional? I think it was divisional, Where? the divisional round. Doesn't matter. No, it was, it was a feel good story. Divisional was Saints Bucks last year. Oh, okay. So the wild card weekend. Yes. He played well against them. He tried his his damnedest against a all all pro defense. Um, but he went 17 for 22, 120 yards, a touchdown, two picks. One of those picks was really early. Trayvon Diggs with his 11th pick on the season. So shout out to Trayvon. Um, Antonio Gibson got six carries for 29 yards. Um, Terry McLaurin had three catches for 40 yards. Terry McLaurin is one of the best wide receivers in the league, but he just doesn't have quarterback play. And when you're throwing out Kyle Allen, it, uh-huh. it's a problem that they have to go fix. And this is probably one of the worst quarterback situations right now that need immediate fixing but don't have an immediate solution. I don't know what the Washington football team is going to do. I know they need to fix their defense. I know their defense has to play better. Their defense has to get healthy to get absolutely. This feels like, um, I don't remember what year it was, but I remember the Cowboys played the Packers on Sunday night football and we got absolutely annihilated. It was like 43 to 48 to 14 or something. And it was after that, that, um, Oh, I'm not going to remember our head coach's name at this very moment. Um, gosh. But basically, the Cowboys got embarrassed on, on Sunday Night Football, and I'm pretty sure it led to somebody getting fired. Um, I'm not saying Ron Rivera is going to get fired, but it's a beatdown like this in the middle of primetime that shows that you have ex- very many problems inside the organization in terms of on the field. You have many problems in the office with Dan Snyder being basically a piece of shit. Um, Yeah. This whole franchise right now is fucked because they don't even have a good product on the field to shy away from the outside, the outside shit coming in right now. It's all, it's the emails. It's Dan Snyder. It's the sexual harassments that this, that that can go on and on. Yep. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and be like the Dallas Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. We are going to the Super Bowl. It's as simple as that. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> we did what we were supposed to, and we kind of uh, ran up the score because we need to get our offense back into key. And I said it. I'm pretty sure I said it two weeks ago. You know, he didn't look good or great in Washington. I wasn't going to be surprised if he didn't look great in New York. But this was the game to get right. You get a bad football team at home at night in prime time with the spotlight on you. Now is yep. the time to get the offense right. And we got the offense right. Could it look bad against Arizona next week? Yeah, sure. It could. It definitely could. Yeah. But to come out and beat the shit out of them like we didn't do in Washington feels good and kind of puts confidence back in the team. And when the defense scores two touchdowns, Marcus Lawrence had an insane pick six. We had a block touchdown, a block punt touchdown. We're playing uh, very, very, very well on both sides of the ball. We're probably not going to get the one seed because I don't see the Packers losing at this point, but we could hold on to the two seed if we beat Arizona and then go out and beat Philly. And it puts us in a good spot to play everywhere at play everyone at home, except for the Packers. Yep. You guys are in the driver's seat and I don't see let me look at the rest, the rest of your schedule. You have to beat uh, – got to beat the Arizona Cards this week. Philly. You beat Arizona this week. You guys are the two seed. 
if you guys lose to Arizona, something has to break your way. But uh, if you guys, can I take- think I think we'll have to keep winning because the Bucks play the Jets and um, the Falcons. I think no, the Panthers. They play the Jets and the Panthers. So I see the Bucks winning both their games, and we're all eleven and four at this point, along with the Rams. But we just happen to hold tiebreaker. I think it's because of our divisional record. So thank God that the Buccaneers lost to the Saints twice. Um, but we basically have to win our next two games. We have to finish 13 and four if we want the second seed. 100%. Okay. Um, Dolphin Saints starts in like three minutes. Um, I think you changed your prediction because Ian Book's starting tonight. Do we both think the Dolphins are going to win at this point? Yeah, give me the, give me the Dolphins. I, uh, okay. I think the Saints defense should be good. But if Ian Book versus Tua, that's a coin flip. But I think Tua is a better quarterback than Ian Book. Like Taysom Hill, I think this team probably wins. But if you don't have Hill out there, it's going to be Kamara versus the world. And unless Kamara has a six touchdown type performance, I don't think the uh, Dolphins are going to be too worried. Yeah. Uh, it'd be a straight victory and it puts them in the playoff race. They're already in the playoff race. It'd be, yep. be crazy if an 0 7 team made the playoffs. Be crazy. insane i already marked down all my picks so i just gotta get yours now um okay no thursday night football this week so we might actually have have, do we though ah dude thursday night football is a drag for me sometimes i'm always at work on thursday nights so i have to watch like small highlights and like call you at like 8 p.m venting like what the fuck was that (laughs) all right the new york giants had to soldier field take on the bears um, I don't give a shit if Private Ryan himself takes the field uh, for the uh, New York Giants this week. The Bears are going to win this game. The Giants haven't been a good football team since Daniel Jones could turn his head. They're bad. And Matt Nagy's terrible, but I think the Bears have enough to beat this Giants team. Okay. The Jacksonville Jaguars head to Foxborough to take... I'm also Who's picking the Bears, pick? by the okay, way. Okay, I was going to say... I'm also like, taking the Bears. Say- you could just flip this on me next week, not saying a word during predictions. You're like, I got him all right. God, God, I'm 15, 16 don't, and 0. Don't go. <laughs> Jaguars and Patriots. Okay. Moving on. The Rams the at Patriots. the Ravens. Oh, give me the Rams. I wrote down Ravens. I think I blacked out. Give me the Rams. I, yeah, Cooper Cup should probably tear up that secondary, let alone Odell and Van Jefferson. Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley, Joe Flacco, it does not matter. The Rams are playing for the NFC right now. The Ravens are playing for a wild card berth. It's just there's two different scenarios here, and the Rams can't afford to lose, especially with the lead they now have in the NFC West. Yeah, it, it's an easy pick for me after seeing what Joe Burrow did to the Ravens. Really? Um, the Buccaneers take on the Jets. B-U-C-S, Bucks, Bucks, Bucks. It's going to get real disrespectful. Man, these, these are all kind of easy picks until this next one after this one. Uh, Falcons take on the Bills. Bills, dude. B-I-L-L-S. Josh Allen is going to uh, dab on Matt Ryan's corpse this game. <laughs> It'll take Kyle Pitts. Being Julio Jones, his touchdown total from his entire career to win this game. Because everyone's like, oh, well, Kyle Pitts can replace Julio Jones' production. You're right. Almost a thousand yards receiving and one touchdown on the year. 
Welcome to welcome to Atlanta, Kyle. Yeah, the Bills should blow. Is that Julio's production in six games or sixteen games? I don't. Let me look him up real quick. So <laughs> Julio's played like five games this year. Maybe. Well, in general, he, his career high in touchdowns out in Atlanta was ten. That was the second year in the league. Um, 2013, he had two, but he only played five games. So let's say his last 16 game sample size, he had eight touchdowns with the year prior. He only had three, like Julio has never been a huge touchdown dude. Kansas city chiefs head to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals, the chiefs. Give me the chiefs. Um, Travis Kelsey will play during this game. Their defense has been one of the best units in the AFC since they got uh, Frank Clark back and they've been able to mesh. Um, CEH might miss this week, which will probably be a blessing in disguise for the Chiefs. Whenever Clyde isn't playing, Daryl gets unleashed in a way that I think is beneficial for the team and their overall uh, flow. And the Bengals are due for a hangover, in my opinion. They just whooped some ass on a team that's really banged up, and now they're going to have to meet up with the best team in the AFC right now. Yes, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Joe Mixon are a hard group of players to uh, wrangle up. But the Chiefs have an even tougher group because, as the Steelers proved this week, if you're not up to the task, Byron Pringle and Mecole Hardman can bust your ass any given Sunday. And Patrick Mahomes, while he has struggled earlier in the year, he's not turning the ball over. And if you don't turn Mahomes over, it's really hard to beat them, regardless of what you're doing on offense. I'm going to go with the upset here. Um, I really like what I saw from the Bengals against the Ravens. You know, I get it. The Ravens are beat up, but the Bengals have, I get it. The Chiefs are playing for a one seed. I'm pretty sure they're ahead by a decent amount at this point. They clinched the AFC West. So if the Chiefs rest some players, give me the Bengals. But if it's full speed ahead for both teams, the Chiefs are just so hard to pick against right now because they've been playing. So I, I, well. I agree, but I'm just going to go with a, a high shootout. And I think the Bengals can win it by like two points. It wouldn't surprise me. So I'm going to go with the upset. This week, um, Dolphins take on the Titans. Give me the Titans. Okay. Um, they just beat up on the Niners, who are a better team than Miami is. And the Titans have more to lose in this week than any other team in the NFL. This is a team that's persevered through injuries and through just bad luck all year. And this is this is the game that they can avenge their uh, their sins, essentially, or they can... They can make up for their sins earlier in the season. Remember, they dropped a game to the New York Jets. They lose that game. That's one thing. If you let the Dolphins beat you in the biggest game of your season, then whatever happens next is their own doing. Yes, they would still be tied, and they would have control of the AFC South. But if if they win this game, they leave no doubt, and they're AFC South champions. So get it done while you can, and don't leave it to chance for Week 18. I've really liked what I've seen from the Dolphins. Um, how they perform tonight against the Saints may change my mind. I'll let you know. Um, but I have the Dolphins at the moment. I think their corners are better, so they'll be able to hold A.J. Brown down a bit better than the Niners did. Um, I like what I've seen from their defense for the last seven weeks. Um, Tua is playing well enough with Jalen Waddell um, to get going. I think the Dolphins can squeak this one out. If they come out really poor tonight against the Saints – and they kind of look like what they did in the beginning of the season. Maybe I changed my picks to the Titans, but right now from what I've seen in the Dolphins, it convinces me enough to upset the Titans. So I'm going to put it as simply as this for the case of the Miami Dolphins. They 
beat the Patriots week one, routed by the Bills, beat up by the Raiders, Colts beat them, Bucks beat them, lost to the Jags and the Falcons, then the Bills again. They hit rock bottom. This is this is the least this is the list of teams they've beaten since they've started their run. And I'm gonna give you a quick chance to guess the over under of playoff teams they've beaten during this stretch. I think they've beaten like two. So I'm going to read off the list of teams. Texans, Ravens, Jets, Panthers, Giants, Jets. They're winning games they're supposed to win against teams that aren't that good. And yes, they beat the Ravens, but that was the start of this. That was the start of Baltimore's wheels falling off. So to be honest, they haven't beaten a playoff team once during this one, during this run, in my opinion. So I get they're on a crazy winning streak. And if they beat the Saints, good for them. But they're beating teams that really they're without a paddle in a certain extent. The Jets suck. The Giants have been dead for the last five weeks. The Jets, again, suck. The Texans have gotten better since they lost to the Dolphins. But the Titans, they're the second, they're, they're the second seed in the AFC. There's no way the Titans can if the Titans lose to the Dolphins next Sunday. That's their season, in my opinion. There's no way to recover from that. That is a game they have to win. They are a better team on paper, regardless of injuries, and they're, they have a better coach. And their defense, while it is flawed, they have a better defense. Their line should be better. And A.J. Brown should be able to produce. And if he's not going to produce, they have that three-headed monster running back. Well, I yet, yes, I know he's no, they are no Derrick Henry, but it has to be enough. It just has to if they are going to be even – remotely close to a playoff contender. Raiders take on the Colts. Same 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 scenario here. Raiders have played good football for patches of this year, but if I'm picking the Titans, I have to pick the Colts. These are two these are two these, yeah. these are the two teams in the NFL that have the most to lose. The Colts have to win, the Titans have to win. They are literally pacing each other. It's like a distance race and the Titans are like 100 meters ahead, but the Colts don't want to push too hard because they'll never catch them because they blow all their reserves. They're not going to have enough to actually win the foot race at the end. So they're both just pacing each other, hoping that somebody else makes that final mistake. I'll take the Colts. I think Jonathan Taylor's just going to annihilate the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, Eagles take on the Washington football team. Yeah. Give me the birds. Yep. Philadelphia, easy. Chargers, Broncos. <laughs> Give me the Bolts. Um, the Broncos do not scare me, especially if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't play. The Chargers do scare me because they seem to play down to competition every other week. But Chargers you played win, down uh, last week, weeks. so that means you play up this week. We're like the new Saints. One week we're great, the other week we suck. It's just we, we, we need to win out, and we need to hope somebody else falters. So give me the Chargers. Uh, I'm going to pick them the rest of the season. And I, I like their odds. They can win out, but it's just going to be if they show up and if health allows us to actually field our team. Uh, Niners, Texans. Give me the Niners. Um, Texans are cool, and they really play up to their competition a lot, and teams play down to them for some reason. But this Niners team has a better head coach, better offensive line. Trent Williams is the best tackle in football. He's been graded out by Pro Football Focus over the last 12 months as the best lineman in football. He is an absolute monster. Fred Warner's healthy. Yes, Josh Norman is their main cornerback, but Fred Warner's a top-tier linebacker. Debo, Kittle, and Ayuk are healthy. Elijah Mitchell might be back. 
Niners have a lot going for them. They have a lot to lose. The Texans are just playing for a draft pick. And if I'm a Texans yeah. fan, I'd hope they lose. There's nothing to gain yeah. for the Texans here. I don't know if I said it before, but obviously I'll pick the Chargers over the Broncos. Give me the Niners over the Texans. It's a game the Niners cannot lose. Yep. Um, Seahawks and Lions. Give me the Birds solely for okay. the fact that I don't think Jared Goff plays again. I just don't see why. I don't like. I would love for DeAndre Swift to play and have a big game and have the Seahawks lose. But if I'm Dan Campbell, if I'm the front office, if I have any means of operation with the Lions, there's no point in beating the Seahawks except if you like have a family member that runs the Jets because the Lions aren't playing for a playoff spot. They're not playing for pride. They already won two games. They've already cost themselves the, the first overall pick. Now's not the time to get cute and cost yourself the second overall pick. Uh, Cardinals, Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys. Um, see, the, I, I, you pick the Chargers to humor me half of the time, and the Chargers <laughs> always seem to kind of bite us in the ass. Whenever I pick the Cowboys, they seem to never let me down. So I'm picking the Cowboys. They're a hotter team than the Cardinals are. They have a better coach, on paper at least. Better receiving core, better running back, better offensive line. Their defense is one of the hottest units in football at the moment. And Greg Zerline's leg can fucking stretch all the way out to almost 60 yards. Uh, Cliff would have to coach a damn near perfect game, and he would have to expect his players to play a damn near perfect game with the way that the Cowboys came out last week. And they're playing in Dallas. Yeah, that actually might skew me a little bit more towards the Cardinals end of it because the Cardinals are like seven and one on the road, but the Cowboys have all of the all of the momentum and they have the second seed in the NFC, so they have so much more to lose than the Cardinals have to gain. Just in my opinion, because the Cardinals have slid so far, I don't think they ever really have a shot for the NFC West. Miami Dolphins pick six. Let's go. I'm happy I changed my pick to the Dolphins, but it's Ian Book. What are we talking about? No, but that's good for fantasy. You're right. Mike Gesicki doesn't brother. touch the field. He has a catch for four yards. Oh, he does? Yeah. Nice, nice. All right. I'm feeling really good now after that pick six. All right. Um, I, I'll put the Seahawks. Um, obviously, I'm taking We Dem Boys. Um, Dak's back. Zeke's back. Gallup's back. Cooper's back. CD, it don't matter. We them boys. Panther Saints. <laughs> Saints. Um, yeah. I don't trust Matt Rule to coach. Uh, if I had nephews or kids, I wouldn't trust Matt Rule to coach those dudes. So, yeah, give me the Saints. Sean Payton is a better coach than Matt Rule. I don't think Matt Rule should be a head coach in the NFL currently. Uh, I don't give a shit if it's Cam Newton, um, Jimmy Clausen, Sam, Sam Darnold. Doesn't matter. They the Saints could wheel out Drew Brees again next week, and the Saints would still win this game. The Panthers suck. Yeah, the Panthers are bad. Uh, I'm also taking the Saints regardless of their performance tonight. I think Taysom Hill will be back anyways. Yeah, um, Panthers agree. just don't show me enough. Yep, I, I gave up on them. Uh, Packers Vikings. Packers. Um, I know that Aaron <laughs> Rodgers owns the Chicago Bears, but he has minority ownership of the Minnesota Vikings as well. The only time that he really had troubles, never Brett Favre said, "Hey, want to see me do something really stupid?" And I'm retired <laughs> like six times. Um, yeah, Green Bay owns Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota really hasn't done much to make me think they're going to beat the Packers this coming week. Um, the Packers are hot, and they're playing for something that's bigger than what the Vikings could even think of this year. They have the one seed, and if they get cute, they might as well just pack up their bags and not host playoff games. 
but they have a genuine yeah. opportunity to have people go through them another year. Cause the problem with them two years ago was they didn't have home field advantage. San Francisco ran them off the field last yep. year, Kevin King this year, their defense is sound. Their defense, they fixed the hole. It seems like they can defend any receiver at this point with the combination of Kevin King, Razzle Douglas and Jair Alexander. And with box yeah, coming back, Lambo is literally one of the toughest places to have to go through for the playoffs. Yes. Plain and simple. It, it, one of the biggest things, the atmosphere, I've never, honestly, I'll admit this as a sports podcast, I've never been to an NFL football game. I've never had the <gasps> chance. It's really, it's really expensive. Okay. And to, to be fair, now it's hella expensive to go to Niners games and the Raiders are gone. Yep. But I've been to yeah. hundreds of baseball games, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it's tough. There's not much in but, terms of like inclusivity. Like I have felt the atmosphere of a playoff game when like the Oakland A's hosted the Tampa Bay Rays. I've I felt that. And if I can feel the Oakland A's home field advantage when it comes to a playoff game, I can't imagine what a even a football playoff game feels like and what Lambeau feels like. And yeah, then you have to add in the weather where Aaron Rodgers has been playing in this weather for God knows how long. And you have to send a team like, you know, if, especially if you play at night, you know, it might be different. You know, Brady's done it before, you know, a lot of these guys, but like Dak doesn't really play in the cold very often. Um, Kyler doesn't really play in the cold very often. It, you know, these kind of these weird advantages that you don't really think about until they show up. And, and last year, if Green Bay can secure the home field advantage again this year, because Brady and the Bucks got out of Green Bay by the skin of their teeth, genuinely. They they really just kind of got the ball last and were able to figure it out, and Rodgers didn't push it against Devin White. That's what it came down to. It was, it was a really close game. And if you give yeah. Rodgers a second chance at home in an NFC Championship game against a guy like Brady, I don't think he fumbles the bag again. I think he actually comes through. And I always find it funny how people will be like, oh, you know, you're going to go lose another championship game. I would love if my team went to the championship game every year, win, oh, dude, win or lose. You're kidding, you're kidding dude. You're kidding me. I, I, I wish the Chargers just keep making Super Bowls. Shit. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen the Cowboys win a divisional game yet. A divisional uh, playoff game. Playoff so game. Yep. there Last you go. The Chargers had a shot for a Super Bowl. Phillip Rivers was missing an ACL. So it's been a long time for me. All right, the last Monday night football game God, of the season is a sucks. another another poop bowl. Browns Steelers Steelers toilet bowl. I'm taking the Browns. Um, my description for my pick is Chubb go fast, go Browns. Um, I don't like the pick. You don't like the pick. <laughs> are you picking the Steelers? No, I'm picking the Browns, but I don't the like Steelers the pick. Could, the, the Steelers could easily win this game because Baker Mayfield's favorite word is pick, and Minka Fitzpatrick exists in this universe. The Browns should win. The Browns are a more balanced team, and Ben's arm is still made out of pudding cups, empty ones at that, so there's not even weight behind them. Um, the Browns need this game more than the Steelers do. Yep. Uh, Mike Tomlin is a total just maniac, so I think they might win just because Mike Tomlin wills it. But the Browns should win. I don't expect them to. I'm going to pick them, but I will not be surprised if the Steelers somehow pull it out. Because wouldn't that be something? Uh, Steelers were absolutely insane last year. They went like 11-0 to start the year, some shit, and they crumbled. And the Browns whooped their ass in the playoffs. What if the Steelers uh, actually keep the Browns Whip out of the playoffs? Ass? Keep them out of the playoffs. I think that'd be I think that actually 
kind of fits the way the season's gone for the Browns. So 100%. I'm picking the Browns, but I it wouldn't I, surprise I, me in the slightest if the Steelers won. It wouldn't. Because yeah, both these teams can lose themselves the game very easily. I think that would be the most poetic way for Ben's career to end. Yeah, you embarrassed me in front of a national audience, but now you don't even have a chance to be out there. So I can go retire with my hordes of money. You guys are still the Cleveland Browns. So peace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Um, that's it. I'm feeling yeah. really good about my fantasy now after that pick six. So I'm going to enjoy the rest of my night. Um, you can also enjoy your night with us on the Halftime Hoops app at 7 p.m. Pacific every Monday night. Um, we'll be there for Browns and Steelers. We'll be there for Dolphin Saints. Next week, we're probably talking basketball because there's no Monday Night Football. So we haven't talked basketball in a long time. I'm ready. I'm ready to just lambast the Los Angeles Lakers and whatever the fuck they've tried to do to start the year. <laughs> but don't forget, guys, um, use code TMSM at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping worldwide. And another little redaction, uh, the Halftime Hoops app is now the Halftime app as they have adopted NFL content as well as uh, professional soccer, MMA. You name the sport, it's probably there. You can engage with plenty of communities and meet tons of great people like Austin and I have. As I alluded to, MJ, if you ever listen to this, you're the MJ I'm referring to, not Michael Jeffrey Jordan or Michael B for that matter. But yes, (laughs) use code DMSM for 20% off and free worldwide shipping at manscaped.com and a special thank you to our friends over at manscaped for helping uh sponsor our content and we appreciate everybody for tuning in anything else from you austin we them boys and uh from one sad chargers fan to the rest of the world peace <laughs>